Greetings from the fourth floor of Moore Hall. I'm McKenna Gallat, the host of Past Deadline, bringing you the biggest headlines from Central Michigan life. For more than 100 years, the student-run media company has been the voice of the campus community. This week's cover story covered the rising stray cat population in Michigan. A Michigan state COVID-19 order limiting the neutering has caused an increase in the stray cat population here. Shelters around the state are trying to combat this issue. Today, I'm here with CM Life reporter Zipporah Abarka, who wrote the story. Zipporah, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciated you reaching out. Yeah, no problem. So I understand that you've been following this story for a while, right? Yeah, since before winter break. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a few months. <laughs> so can you, what was the process of covering this story then? So basically, it honestly, it didn't even start out as a story. It was just like a video interview that I had to do for my one of my journalism uh, classes. And then I decided uh, that because this was just like such a big uh, story that Misty Beckwith, the owner of Karma Cat, had uh, put out for me or like, you know, basically described to me. Um, I decided that I needed to basically go to CM Life and we always do like these uh, like sheets that we have to fill out, like basically saying what we're working on and then anything that we might want to work on in the future. And I basically just put down, you know, Karma Cat, Cat Crisis, and uh, obviously due to the overpopulation in cats due to people not spaying and neutering. And then it was approved and I started working on it just from the perspective of Karma Cat Cafe. And eventually, uh, right when I turned in the story to be finished, just, just as Karma Cat Cafe, Cat Crisis, uh, the editors actually let me know, you know, we actually want this to be an even bigger story. We want to try and make this more general to Mount Pleasant, possibly even like Michigan area. And so I said, okay. And so then we picked up a few more sources. So that's where you see, you know, Humane, or the Hats Society, the Humane Animal uh, <laughs> Treatment Society mm -hmm. the Hats, <laughs> and uh, Michigan Humane as well in, in the article. Wow. Okay. Um, so actually, yeah, speaking about Misty Beckwith, um, Karma, Cat Caf Karma Cat Cafe, right? Mm -hmm. um, that her, The owner of that. Um, tell me a bit about interviewing her and a bit more about the shelter that she operates. Yeah, so interviewing her, it was honestly really like such a cool experience that was probably one of my favorite interviews that I've done so far just because she seemed like she was just really open and just so real with everything that she's been experiencing. Like she was just like not even like like censoring any of it. She was just like, it's, this is overwhelming, you know? <laughs> and I mean, just as even in the article is like uh, some parts that she said, just how she had to hold a kitten and like witness it dying in her hands, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a very hard interview just to hear all of that and digest that. But she, she does a lot, a lot for the cats and a lot for the community. She um, has people coming in like once a month to spay and neuter the cats that are at the cafe and to get them all uh, microchipped, vaccine, you know, all the health operations that they are needing. She, mm -hmm. she, does, she does that for them. And all the money that goes towards um, Karma Cat Cafe, that goes towards all the cats and the operation fees and 
she she even said to me like you do not want to make a business out of this because you will not be profiting <laughs> like it, it all goes towards the cats and people that are volunteering and everything so she definitely she does a lot for them and she even when she's not able to have cats in her care she will take them in as foster cats into her own home and she also said to me that her husband is very tired of this but uh in the end i mean she has to do what she can yeah. um so you have you been inside the karma cat cafe then yeah actually like right when i did this story that was my first time ever being in there and i go in there at least probably like once every other week now because i absolutely love just hanging out with the cats i mean she doesn't put a time limit on it so once you pay to go in there you're you're set to go just just hang out with them yeah so what's it like in there then and you said you had to pay right yeah so basically for college students that is an eight dollar fee to go in there and for just like the general public, it's a $10 fee, but you also get a little punch card. So I think after like, it's either like five or six visits, then you, it's like a free visit your next time. And basically when you go in there, there's like a, like a little cage almost like surrounding the front door, just so that cats don't escape or anything like that. And yeah, so you just go up to like the register, you know, get your ticket and the treats and whatnot and some toys. Uh, they also just have like a little boutique in there just for like, you know, like some uh, t-shirts, uh, incense, etc. And yeah, so then you just go through the door right behind the register and there's just like that whole communal aspect where it's like over 30 to 40 cats. I mean, and the cats, kittens, you just, you just get to hang out. There's some chairs, toys. Wow. All right. Um, so then... The executive order that Michigan passed kind of um, created this whole increase of the population, right? Yes. I mean, there already was um, a, an increase in population, but the pandemic definitely, and no, most, ex most especially the executive order really affected the, mm -hmm. the population of cats. Yeah. So the order, the executive order 2020-34 um, temporarily stopped uh, vets from neutering cats. Um, and then it was lifted in May of 2020. Mm. So what then are the lasting effects of this order? Well, basically, as I had interviewed um, Kristen from the Michigan Humane, she had told me that they're just playing catch up right now. They're just trying to catch up with everything that they had to hold off on due to that executive order like their trap and release program and even their micro trip and like vaccination just all of that stuff it had to be put on hold and so another aspect of that is that veterinarians they are probably experiencing the cat crisis the most they um do not have enough people in the workforce um working on that and so then the people that are they're having to deal with that overwhelming anxiety and having to decide you know what cats or what animals am i going to take in and take care of and you know who am i going to just like let suffer basically yeah speaking of the veterinarians um you mentioned some struggles that they're facing like the anxiety and just the overwhelming cat population in general um, what other struggles is this group facing? 
Well, other than that, I mean, <clears throat> they're playing the same kind of catch-up that Michigan Humane and other shelters and rescues are playing. I mean, uh, when I was actually doing the story, I wanted to have a veterinarian perspective on the story to like include more aspects about the, the fact that their mental health is seriously suffering due to all of this, and they're just so busy right now that every single veterinarian like office clinic that I called in like Mount Pleasant and in just in Isabella County, they all just said, no, we're too busy right now, or they just never even called back. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, I don't blame them. They're just so busy right now with the amount of people that are coming in with these animals. Um, so another source that you had was Amanda Tillotson. Is that, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Tillotson. Tillotson. Uh, she's the executive director of, of the Humane Animal Treatment Society, or HATS, like we mentioned earlier. Um, so she in the story mentioned that they were managing the intake of their cats in their shelter. Um, what exactly did that mean? Yeah, so as also mentioned in the article previously, was that they actually had to euthanize cats beforehand uh, because they just had to make that room for whatever cats that they were accepting and whatever they obviously weren't. And so now, however, they are, they set up a system so that instead of just euthanizing cats, whether regardless of their health or condition that they're in, um, instead they have like a wait list. So any cats or kittens that are uh, suffering and have some health issues that they are at the top of that wait list they get brought in first and others that are obviously like healthier then they're put on a wait list so that's like helping them a little bit with their intake mm -hmm. and yeah that way that they're also not having to euthanize healthy cats and kids kittens anymore um so towards, in the article, um, you met, it was mentioned that Michigan Humane is going to be providing a program um, to help the overpopulation of the cats. Um, can you just describe it a bit more? Yeah, so the program is called One Health. So basically, um, it's like a pop-up kind of like location thing. So basically, uh, if you have an animal, it's not even just cats, dog, you know, just an animal in general that you need to have vaccinated, microchipped, spayed or neutered, uh, that'll all be covered. I'm pretty sure, I believe that it is free. You just have to call Michigan Humane at 866-MICHIGAN-HUMANE and set up an appointment, figure out what locations that they're gonna have available. Uh, I believe that is from February to October, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, they also have a trap and release program as well, so basically, uh, you know, if you stumble upon any like feral cats in the community that haven't been spayed or neutered, you can bring them in and they'll take care of that and then you can release them. Yeah. All right. Um, so then what can people who are not involved in any of the organizations that we mentioned, what can they do to help um, the cat population in Michigan? It all starts with spaying and neutering, honestly. You just got to spay and neuter and you know, get in contact with local clinics, shelters, anyone that would be knowledgeable on uh, that subject and what health issues would um, surface if you didn't get your animal spayed or neutered because there are numerous health conditions that can surface if you do not. And 
other than that, I mean, you want to look more into adoption rather than, you know, like going to a breeder or just like a pet store because that, that will also really help out shelters and rescues as well. And I think that's I really have on that. Sorry. No, you're okay. Zephora, yeah. um, thank you for being in here with me today. Um, will we be seeing more come out of this cover story later on? I would actually love to do that. I would love to do a, a follow-up, just maybe even like a few months from now, just to even see how it's going on. Like in the spring when kitten season does arise, mm -hmm. kitten season is just like when uh, cats are like in heat basically and that's when they start to you know uh, reproduce and so then there's we're just gonna see all kinds of litters being brought in to you know rescues and shelters so I think that would be actually a really great idea for doing a follow-up on that just to see where our local shelters and clinics and rescues are doing with that. Yeah that sounds like an exciting follow-up to see um, so thank you again for coming on to the podcast and good luck with the rest of your semester. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can follow the latest from CM Life by following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, or connecting with us on Instagram and Snapchat. Subgri subscribe to CM Life's podcast channels on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The print edition of CM Life is published every other week and is distributed throughout campus and Mount Pleasant. Thank you for listening and supporting CMU student media.